Greetings from Las Vegas. Welcome to the EOG Sports Hour. John Kelly with you on a Sunday. It's September 10th, first Sunday of the 2017 NFL regular season. One play to be heard from the NFL card. Also have a WNBA selection for you. Yesterday, winner in college football, two losers in Major League Baseball. The published selections did better than the selections out of pocket. Funny how that works sometimes. I was one and two for the record, but many more losers than winners yesterday went bad with some live wagering. Also had a few baseball totals that blew up. I had a push that felt like a win in the Seattle L.A. game, Seattle playing host to the L.A. Angels late last night and under the total of nine. Haney goes out early with a shoulder problem for the Angels. That's always trouble when your starter goes out in the second or third inning. And then uh, Seattle scored six runs, I believe it was, in the fourth inning. It was 8 nothing bottom four. I'm under nine. Got the 8-1 to one final, 8-1. Uh, uh, Angels scored a run in the top of the ninth inning uh, to deny me the victory, but I was fortunate to get the push. Uh, you have to grade those uh, wins and losses with honesty. Uh, it was probably the wrong side, fortunate to be there. You know, one thing about totals wagering and unders in baseball, I love wire-to-wire wins. And how do you grade a wire-to-wire win uh, in a baseball under? Well, you check the live wagering. It, when the in-game total never is higher than the game total, you know you've done a good job. You know you've been a winner from the start. That's a wire-to-wire win in Major League Baseball totals. And, uh, uh, you know, that shows you how important, too, the early innings are, the first and second innings in baseball. More runs are scored in the first inning than any other inning in baseball. Second inning is the fewest, save for the ninth inning, for obvious reasons. But uh, the first inning, the pitchers sometimes don't come out ready, and plus the lineup is set for the best possible result. Uh, you're guaranteed to have the lineup you want, the order you want. Second inning is obviously lowest because after your key hitters are up, especially if some noise takes place in the first inning, you sometimes struggle to score in the second inning. You have your worst hitters trying to drive in runs in the second inning as well, and the pitcher uh, has the kinks out and he's ready to go. But today is football talk. The NFL is here. Uh, we saw the upset in Foxborough Thursday night. Kansas City defeated New England 42-27. Don't want to draw any conclusions from one game, but Alex Smith did look good throwing the ball downfield. That's been his criticisms, or the criticisms of Smith for years. He's 33 years old now, and Alex Smith has been around a long time, known as a game manager and a dink and dunk guy. He's got weapons on the outside now, and he threw downfield for some long touchdowns. 42-27. The Chiefs win a high-scoring contest. Could that be a trend? It's possible, but uh, Let's not jump to any conclusions off of one game. The one game I like best today in Nashville at Nissan Stadium, I like the home team Titans, betting number 464, the Tennessee Titans, minus 2.5, minus $1.15. Not the best number ever in the marketplace, but I think it's a winner. I like the Titans to win by three or more over the Oakland Raiders. The total is nice and high, just north of 50. This is year two for Mike Malarkey, year three for quarterback Mark Mariota, uh, Marcus Mariota, and Marcus had a good second year, um, shaky rookie season, but in year two, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Here's what I like about this game. Marcus Mariota, the last time these two teams met, threw away the game. Three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble by youngster Mariota as Oakland defeated Tennessee in Nashville 17-10. to 
10. Uh, Tennessee actually outgained Oakland 393 to 368, but could not overcome those costly turnovers. That's the case in the National Football League. Now, Mariota has a few more weapons. Eric Decker is now a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. The offensive line uh, is still intact, an outstanding offensive line, and they'll have to be good today. Bruce Irvin, Khalil Mack on the edges, they rush the quarterback like no other pair in the league, but uh, I think we can keep Oakland in check. Derek Carr, dangerous, with Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper as weapons. Those are two number one wide receivers. It's like having two aces on a baseball team, uh, pitching aces, to have two number one wide receivers, Crabtree and Cooper. I'm not sure which I like best. Both are explosive. And we don't have our cornerback, our best cornerback, LaShawn Sims. He is out for Tennessee with an injury, so that can be trouble. And Marshawn Lynch is now an Oakland Raider. He'll dress uh, and let's hope he doesn't play it like uh, beast mode uh, uh, because Lynch is a little bit long in the tooth. But uh, I think Tennessee at home, good spot for them, laying two and a half. Interesting to note, these two quarterbacks both went out week 16 last season. Same week uh, and uh, same injury, broken fibulas. I like Tennessee at home laying the short spot to the Oakland Raiders. That'll be my one and only play on the Sunday NFL card. I know our friend All Day Capper likes the Bears at home as an underdog against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's been following the Bears for years, betting number 456, the Chicago Bears, a live dog against the Super Bowl loser, the Atlanta Falcons. I have no opinion on that game, though I do know it's a big year for John Fox, a make-or-break year for John Fox. He is on the hot seat. Uh, Vic Fangio... The, you know, that Bears team could be two teams in one. It's the Bears offense that will likely struggle under Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky, but it's the Bears defense um, with that outstanding defense coordinator, Vic Fanjone. Uh, that Bears defense should be solid, but uh, we'll see. Take a look at that home underdog, betting number 456, the Chicago Bears, plus the points. I didn't play it. I missed the seven. Uh, I believe six and a halves are in the marketplace now. But the one and only play for yours truly, betting number 464, the Tennessee Titans, minus two and a half, minus $1.15. Want to thank all those who competed in our qualifier for week two of the National Football League contest with EOG contributor one, the Westgate Super Contest going strong, the winner to receive about $1.2 million. Second place will be about a half million. Kudos to the boys the Westgate Super Contest for doing a fine job in recruiting players for that event. Although I will say this, poker players so much more well-heeled than sports bettors, it seems. High-end poker players, you know, no problem putting up $10,000 for the World Series of Poker. Six, seven, eight thousand every single year. I think the world uh, is, the sports betting world is growing, and word is getting out, too. It's, uh, and it, they, you know, Poker has a worldwide audience, too, and whereas sports betting, uh, we have a worldwide audience, too, but it's, the word is just leaking out now that uh, uh, there's that contest in Las Vegas, a $1,500 entry fee, 8% takeout, and um, uh, kudos to them. EOG is in with an entry. EOG contributor one posted up the $1,500, and he'll be competing against Computer Bob this week in a one-on-one -on -one showdown. You can go to their EOG.com for their selections. Last year when they met head-to-head -head Computer Bob, four and one against the spread from his five plays only to be outdone by one who was 4-0-1. Oh, Let me sneak in one more play in the WNBA. It's betting number 683, the Washington Mystics, plus 5.5 over the New York Liberty. I did well not to pull the trigger early. You know, it's who to bet 
and then when to bet. I always like the Mystics. Now's the time to bet. Plus five and a half. I didn't take the five, the open. Uh, five and a half is the right number, I think. Uh, the Mystics plus five and a half over the New York Liberty. Both teams are 0 and 0. Uh, well, actually, Washington's 1 and 0. The Liberty 0 and 0 in the postseason after winning 10 straight games to end their regular season. Congratulations to Bill Lambeer and that New York Liberty squad. At one point in time this year, this team was 12 and 12. Uh, they won 10 games to finish 22-12 and 12 and grab the third seed. That's why they're playing at home against a Washington Mystics team that disappointed in the regular season. They were underachievers largely because of injuries and other factors. Elena Della Don, Emma Mieseman, uh, Christy Tolliver, they all missed significant time. Now they're back together. They're an outstanding trio. If this were three-on-three -three basketball, I would love the Mystics. Unfortunately, we have to play five-on-five -five and with a bench, and that's where the Liberty's uh, edge uh, rests. Although uh, they do have a star player in Tina Charles. If we hold down Tina Charles or she has a poor game, Mystics plus five-and-a-half is money from home. Total is low because the Liberty play sticky defense. The Mystics actually played much improved defense in their win over the Dallas Wings. I had them the other day. It'll be a continuation bet right back with the Mystics. And instead of uh, being a five-point favorite now, we're a five-and-a-half point underdog. Let's take the five-and-a-half point head start. Won't toy with the money line, although I think Washington is a live underdog in this spot. Betting number 683, the Washington Mystics plus five-and-a-half over the New York Liberty. And how about all that college football action yesterday? I made the mistake of going from morning until night. A little bit tired. I made some live wagers late in the day. Probably shouldn't have got involved. Lost money, but that'll happen. You're not going to win every single day. And uh, one note about live wagering. It can be troubling. I mean, it can, it can be tough. you got to know when to pull the trigger. Watching the games, uh, I prefer live wagering to halftime wagering. Uh, you know, you can, you can jump in at the right point. The problem uh, with the live wagering, you're laying $1.15, not laying $1.10. Some of the straddles get a little tricky, too. Some of the out, outs here in Las Vegas, I know at William Hill, you'll see prices like uh, minus. 260 plus 210 or minus 550 plus four dollars but uh laying a dollar 15 either way no bargain that's for sure especially if you can find a dollar five out um a lot of guys lay a dollar eight uh as opposed to the standard dollar ten but of course that price of a dollar 15 very tricky and it makes it a tough exercise for sure you're listening to the eog sports hour john kelly with you on a sunday morning it's the start of the nfl season what a tough nut to crack the nfl product i've always thought it was very difficult to gamble and win on the NFL. One thing you might want to do, and I use this in college football as well, I find that teams improve the greatest in weeks one and two. You know, you learn a lot about the teams weeks one and two. Uh, as gamblers, we learn a lot between weeks one and two. Whether your opinion is verified from the summertime study or whether your um, opinion, um, you know, whether you have a contrasting opinion from what you earlier thought. Uh, you know, it, it may refute what you see on the field may refute what you thought earlier. So, uh, you know, look, watch the games, you know, discover what you see. For me, watching the games is critical. You know, I, it's very important for me to uh, sit down, watch a lot of the action. I, I, I draw my best information there. I also love to listen to coaches speak, uh, whether it's before the game or after the game. I listen to a ton of interviews. Uh, that's one way I got to the winner yesterday, Eastern. Michigan over Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers, who are they to be laying points to anyone? 
They're improving, but still, they came from a long way down. One last note, this has to do with the sports advisory businesses. Uh, Be careful of the misrepresentations out there. There are plenty. I don't downgrade anyone uh, who is trying to make a buck. I like the entrepreneurial spirit. The problem is how they try to make a dollar, the, the misrepresentation. Everyone, you know, a lot of people buy... A lot of people buy information. That that happens all the time in a lot of different fields, especially in the investment fields. But uh, what's very difficult about uh, a lot of things with the, the sports advisory business is that there, there are con men, and they misrepresent what they do. The biggest misrepresentation is possibly that they, they're not, you know, they represent that they're betting uh, a lot of money when most in the sports advisory business are not involved at all. Uh, that's the sad a story about it. Uh, uh, again, not that they have to be, but it's the misrepresentation, the con. You know, most of those guys, they're not betting hundreds of dollars, let alone thousands of dollars. A lot of times, uh, the, the play they give out is their action, and that's it. So, uh, you know, be careful if you're going out buying selections. And our friend Computer Bob told us, too, he taught us a valuable lesson. You don't figure out a touts record, the wins and losses and the plus and minus units. Oh, no, you add in the service fees as well. That's critical, whether or not you can make money uh, following someone and paying for their advice. It can get quite expensive, to be sure. Okay, that's it for Sunday. Back Monday morning with more. Uh, No Major League Baseball for today. Uh, Back Monday with more action. Thanks for listening to the EOG Sports Hour.